0: Hi everyone, welcome to the iHeart Podcast. My name is Jonathan North and welcome back to the Disney Movie Marathon. This week we're looking at Walt Disney's Dumbo, both of them. In this episode, my cousin Sarah and I sat down to talk about the original 1941 classic, and in the next episode, my friend Rachel and I will be talking about this year's live action remake. I don't have much to talk about that we won't be getting into in the episode itself, so let's just jump right into this episode of the Disney Movie Marathon on the iHeart Podcast. start by talking about like childhood memories like did you watch this as a kid
1: i feel like i've only watched this movie once (laughs) as a child this was not like sleeping beauty it was not like Mm -hmm. even like snow white which i didn't watch that much yeah sleeping beauty and like beauty and the beast definitely watched a bunch but not not this was one that was one of the lowest on the totem pole for watching.
0: Yeah, I think I only watched it once as a kid, too. I didn't really have much of any attachment to it, so...
1: I wonder who does. Somebody born in 1941? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think the general consensus about the movie is that it's cute, but it's not really anybody's favorite. No. I think most people like the music more than the movie.
1: Sure. And it probably doesn't help that Dumbo doesn't have a voice he's just a helpless little baby
0: that, that's probably a good point i could see that being something that people just don't really connect with the character
1: Mhm. i think i had forgotten a lot of it one of the things as an adult that i've done is listen to the song baby mind but that's the biggest thing that i've ever gone back to mm-hmm. for the movie not really much of anything else
0: well before we get into the movie, we should probably talk about the kind of interesting history. Like, I think people know that the movie is based on a book, but it's not really a book. And the book was never really officially published. So it ends up being, like, Dumbo is, like, the only remnant of a story that never ended up becoming anything. Some They were trying to invent something called a roll book which from the pictures that I've seen it looks kind of like a scroll in a box and you kind of wind it and the story scrolls by the screen.
1: I think it's a neat idea I just think I think as a child that that would be entertaining to watch but I also think as a child it would be easy to destroy and then what are mom (laughs) and dad going to do tape it together like a cassette and hope for the best or does it just get stuck back in there and then thrown away? So I think it would look cool. I just think there's a problem, and I think if you be, yeah. if they put a screen over top of what's rolling by, then you could keep it safe. But other than that, that'd probably be pretty easy to wreck.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot about roller books because they never ended up becoming a thing. But I just found it really interesting that this was kind of a one of a kind situation the somebody brought this thing to walt disney's attention he loved the story bought the rights and then the story kind of went nowhere <laughs> it's just kind of an interesting little quirk of history i guess
1: became the property of disney yeah which you, which you knew more about than i did i don't know that i'd ever really thought about oh is dumbo a book i don't know how much i would thought about dumbo at all when you've only watched it once as a kid but yeah yeah
0: the, it also started out as a short film instead of a movie and like if you go with the literal definition of a short and film it is a very short film. it's only like 60 some minutes so they didn't expand it much to become a full feature and I read that RKO who was distributing it wanted it to be longer but they didn't do it
1: so the finished movie is only around an hour yeah yeah when we watched it i don't know how short it felt but that may be the story's fault
0: (laughs) (laughs) i thought it went by quicker than most things Mm -hmm. i don't yeah it it really is a lot shorter than almost all the other disney films
1: i don't hate it i just don't love it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's cute but it's not one that i'm gonna want to go and revisit all the time I guess we could get into the story now. It starts out with... This is this could be considered the weirdest part of the movie. A living train is pulling the circus, <laughs> Like, the train is actually alive. Which is weird. Like, why is the train alive?
1: Because it was the 1940s.
0: <laughs> but, like... Were other vehicles alive in this world? Hmm know that there were any
1: other vehicles in this world if you think about it so much of it is centered like do you ever see a car or anything else no, in this film probably not yeah so if they had maybe they would have been alive <laughs> too but i think it was i don't know was it to add to the musicality of
0: that? probably because this whole thing was based on the song
1: i think maybe s- some of it was the people making it were big kids that wanted their train to be alive or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it could be. It just seemed like a weird inclusion.
1: I think it's kind of cute.
0: I mean, yeah, it was cute. I liked the song. It's just odd.
1: And then you have to have Sterling Holloway as your stork, your, your main <laughs>
0: stork. Who was a character in another short, Lambert the Sheepish Lion. So it was like, is this a shared universe? Are these shorts connected
1: his voice is great for it
0: yeah he is a good voice for the stork
1: pretty much right off the bat they're pulling on your heartstrings because mrs jumbo's wanting a baby and all the other babies are getting dropped off and hers isn't but that doesn't last very long because the baby gets delivered through isn't it the moving train
0: yeah i think so
1: because why not <laughs> and um uh,
0: and the mother is voiced like in one line by Verna Felton, who's like a D- Disney legend. And I, I looked her up to see what else she'd done. She's the voice of like Fairy Godmother, Queen of Hearts, but her first voice role was this movie where she played an elephant, and her last Disney voice role was for Jungle Book where she played an elephant. <laughs>
1: She had elephant skills apparently. Oh, and if you look her up, she had such a cute little face. Oh my goodness, yes. Very, very talented voice actress. And she definitely helps you empathize with this character. I mean, the mother is so extremely important to this story. Yes, Dumbo's the main character, but what would the movie be without his mm-hmm. mom? And her love and compassion...
0: Yeah, she's she's like the only nice elephant before Dumbo gets there. The others are a bunch of gossips.
1: Which, as a child, I don't think made much of any impression on me. As an adult, they're hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. They are such brats. I don't know. A bunch of mean middle-aged ladies in elephant form. <laughs> and the voices that they gave to them it was so cute so I say that is one of the best parts of the movie even though they're technically acting as bad guys they're not horrible bad guys they're more like
0: ignorant mean gossips They're like the classic Disney villain you love to hate.
1: (laughs) And I feel like in the end they were probably over it once Dembo had become famous, but they were definitely a problem for a large part of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's not like they were pure evils, more like petty, selfish, mean. Yeah. And fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're mean, but like everyone, almost everyone in this movie is mean. It just seemed like... (laughs) a problem with a lot of the characters.
1: But the the lines that they gave them and the way they were delivered, like, when she wanted to, one of them wanted to share some gossip, what did she say? Man, have I got a trunk full of dirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they did have some great lines. Yeah.
1: So it wasn't just, like, mean circus people. The elephants were very important in this. If they had been on Dumbo's side, maybe it would have been different, but really the... The stupid teenage kid later on was the biggest problem.
0: Mm-hmm. He's one of those people that you love to see him get his comeuppance. Even though it ultimately ended up in Mrs. Jumbo getting jailed, it was very satisfying seeing him getting a spanking. <laughs> yeah, you had
1: these kids come along, and one of them just decided to randomly start grabbing at Dumbo and making fun of him like you know it's one of those common sense things like if you had any brains you wouldn't be messing around with a circus animal you wouldn't be picking on a circus animal you know you might not even be going to a circus <laughs> but when I mean, he was a jerk and his you know Dumbo's mother protective of her child took care of the naughty little boy naughty little 15 year old or whatever he was and then got treated like a mad elephant because she wasn't having anybody stop her from taking care of her baby and then she got locked up and there you are after that it's sort of enter jiminy cricket figure of the little circus mouse.
0: He really is a basically a Jiminy Cricket figure.
1: Because Dumbo never says anything. He's just this innocent little baby who's separated from his mother and happens to have abnormally large ears. And he's fun because he picks on the other elephants and he stands up for Dumbo and basically takes care of him and encourages him throughout the whole movie. Everything would have been a total mess if it hadn't been for the mouse, really. Because kind of, yeah. because. Jumbo would not have done anything for himself. He wouldn't have realized that he could fly. He would have just been trampled by everybody else. <laughs> the mouse was the adult in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much because the adults, the human adults
1: and the elephant were... adults and Mrs. Jumbo. And Mrs. Jumbo's in chains. So what's she going to do?
0: Just about everybody in this movie aside from the mother and baby elephant, the mouse and the crows were all kind of horrible. <laughs>
1: Which, it's kind of rich that the mouse is the one rescuing everybody. (laughs) That's pretty great, actually.
0: Especially when you think about how the stereotype is elephants hate mice. Or they're terrified of mice.
1: Or just the little guy rising up and getting the best of everybody. I don't know
0: timothy comes up with an idea that he whispers into the ringmaster's ear while he's sleeping
1: timothy being the mouse because they never actually say his name out loud
0: yeah which i didn't realize until i was reading up on the movie later they don't ever say his name and i guess they wouldn't have a chance to because dumbo doesn't talk and he's about the only one that interacts well i guess the crows later but they never and nobody's named really They call Mrs. Jumbo and Dumbo are both the only ones that have names, aren't they?
1: Probably.
0: I never really even thought about that.
1: I mean, the clowns are just clowns, unless I'm missing something. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, yeah.
0: I guess Timothy's name is written down at the end of the movie. But other than that, nobody really has a name. But he comes up with this idea, the ringmaster makes Dumbo the star, and then everything goes badly. (laughs) The elephant's all try and do like a stacking routine and they they end up like in full body casts
1: (laughs) (laughs) which was hilarious but you're basically trying to get an infant to do a grown-up's job because he was supposed to bounce off onto the top of this huge stack of elephants no he does not have the confidence or skill to do that so yeah he's the bad guy all over again uh yeah the the next thing that they put him up to is being a clown baby which is kind of weird but
0: <laughs> i i th- i, I kind of feel like they forced him to be a clown as sort of punishment for the other stunt going badly i don't know
1: but then it's almost an abusive situation because he's supposed to be a baby in a burning building and it's not a literal building <laughs> but it's but
0: literal burning <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's just a baby elephant. So, And, of course, the clowns are only looking out for themselves. And he's miserable. He misses his mom. And Timothy, to the rescue, again, Timothy leads him to his mother, where she sings this precious lullaby to him about not caring what other people say and how she loves him and all that stuff. And it's probably the best part of the whole movie, and good if you want to get teary and all sentimental i mean yeah you have to have the happy ending but that's the part that i would go back to Mm -hmm. the most because it's a great song
0: i think it's one of most people's most memorable parts of the movie it's been covered like countless times like i used to always buy every time there would be like a new disney cover album like the Disney Mania series or the Disney Country series. Just Baby Mine is one that I don't know how many times it was on the different albums. Like every other album seemed to have a Baby Mine on it.
1: I could see that. I really like it.
0: Yeah, that's just, it's a lot of people's favorites.
1: So after this touching scene with the mom, you have all of these clowns who think that they're the greatest for this routine that they have with the baby elephant and they're drinking and being ridiculous and they have the idea that they're going to make it super high i believe and somehow booze ends up in a bucket and dembo and the mouse end up ingesting a lot of booze thinking that it's water
0: which leads to one of the scenes that a lot of people think is one of Disney's most frightening scenes. But it's certainly one of Disney's weirdest scenes.
1: It's very weird.
0: The pink elephants on parade sequence.
1: Which, it's very surreal. It doesn't belong.
0: Yeah, it really doesn't fit into the movie very much. It's
1: like Wasted Space, where, okay, if you need an intermission right in here, this is the time to step out.
0: <laughs> Unless you want to be weirded out by... Really weird elephants.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Like, maybe this is what they're dreaming while they're drunk, which that's great for kids. (laughs) But it's long, and it was... You thought maybe they were just using it to experiment with animation.
0: Yeah, that's how it felt to me. But knowing now that they were making it from a short film into a full-length feature, this is probably one of the parts where they were padding it out. They probably came up with this to stretch out the runtime a bit.
1: We... It reminds me of that Winnie the Pooh cartoon yes. with the half a lumps.
0: Uh-huh. I I felt the same way. I'm thinking that the half a lump was probably inspired by the pink elephants sequence.
1: Because let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> let's have the remix. No, thank you. It's memorable and unmemorable at the same time.
0: I guess the main point of the scene is that it gets them into the tree because, apparently, while he was drunk, he flies, and he ends up in a tree, and.
1: But you don't. You have to ha- be able to guess that yourself, which is an adult who already knows the storyline. It's pretty easy. But they basically wake up after this weird dream in the tree, mm-hmm. without the explanation that they flew up there. Mm-hmm. And enter the controversial part
0: (laughs) which i guess i never really thought about this as a controversial part i didn't think
1: about it at all as a child i watched much more racially controversial things as a child which now i can see why people would be offended by different things but you know i grew up watching old cartoons and old movies so you're going to have Stereotypes and things thrown into there Mm -hmm. that people are not going to like now. I mean, there are times where it's like, yeah, that is blatantly wrong.
0: Mm -hmm. But this doesn't really feel like one of those times to me anyway. Like,
1: Like, you've already thought through all of your reasons.
0: Yeah, like, I can see the main thing that I know a lot of people are upset about is... A white person is voicing what is ostensibly a black person. That's that's one of the biggest criticisms against the scene. But, like...
1: Well, listen, we haven't actually said what we're talking about. We're talking about the scene with the Crows. Yes. And their song Mm -hmm. and all of the interaction there.
0: And the leader of the Crows is voiced by Cliff Edwards, who is Jiminy Cricket.
1: A.K.A. Ukulele Ike.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And... I, there, there are many reasons why this scene is controversial, but I, this one is always pointed out. Like, it's a white person supposedly pretending to be a black person and doing a black person voice.
1: Personally, I didn't realize it was a white person, and I was surprised when I found out it was Cliff Edwards. Once you know that it's Cliff Edwards, it's like, oh yeah, I can totally hear the voice.
0: Mm-hmm. The rest of the crows are not voiced by a white person, though. The rest of the crows are voiced by the Hal Johnson. Hal or Hall Johnson Choir. Not sure exactly how you pronounce his first name. It's H-A-L-L.
1: I just think maybe it's worth pointing out, yes, Cliff Edwards wasn't black, but he was just talented, period. hmm And obviously already experienced with Disney, and maybe that's why he was chosen to be the lead in this scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Another thing that people find controversial is that in the script, his name is Jim Crow. But the name is never said in the movie, so I feel like it's not really a part of the movie. Even if it was in the script, like, there's no name credits in the movie, so the name is not even written in the movie.
1: Okay. And you don't fully know, like, did any of the makers of this film say their motivation in naming of that? Whether that was... I mean, no, it's not... Like, Jim Crow is not good, but this is 1941. I
0: mean, people back then, they probably were racially insensitive, but that's not the same as being racist. And And Disney was very progressive for the time. Disney would give people roles in things behind and in front of the camera who normally would not get put in movies. That's good to know. That's not just minorities. That's women, too he would give them jobs when they weren't allowed to work in different roles interesting so i feel like people want to call disney out as being a racist and i don't think that that's a fair criticism of him
1: like at the time he was trying in an environment where he could have been much different than what he was Mm -hmm. and if you don't like that the name that the crow was named jim crow i don't blame you that's Mm -hmm. that's fine and I don't know that any of these characters act stupid.
0: No, the 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 main things that they're saying is like coded black is their dance moves, like they're using moves that black people did in their routines. I don't know.
1: Oh, I I could see people not wanting to watch this movie because of the circus like they never actually get out of the circus <laughs> you know <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> they're still making moolah a dumbo you know it, they're all the animals are still gonna be in their cages but
0: yeah i didn't really even think about that
1: yeah it's like there's more than one thing that you could complain about which obviously know. if if people are being jerks to black people that is important and if you think about the sort of stereotypes that would be a bigger issue, like portraying them as villainous with no reason or stupid...
0: Mm-hmm. Which was a big problem at the time.
1: Which, that's one of the things where I can look back at stuff from, say, the 1930s movies where they are purposefully casting a black actor as stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's bothersome. But these were not. This is not like that. It's not like that.
0: I guess we can probably move past the controversy and just talk about what was actually happening in this scene. Basically, the crows, like we said, they're like some of the only nice characters. And they actually help Dumbo fly. They tell him that he can fly with the magic feather because he's too afraid to fly on his own. But they realize that he had to have gotten up there somehow. So they kind of use a little, I don't know, psychology. (laughs) They give him a little placebo in the form of the magic feather.
1: I'd like to point out that song. Oh my goodness. As a child, I didn't pay much of any attention, but to keep track of all of the wordplay in that song Mm -hmm. and rattle it off. Oh yeah. I think Wikipedia did describe it as intricate and that's spot on.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of wordplay in that song
1: just listening to the wordplay is fun Mm -hmm. yeah i i would be interested to know more about the choir
0: well the hal johnson or hall johnson however you want to say it they actually were in other disney movies too disney kind of used them as like a staple choir for different background music they weren't hired just to be black stereotypes they were hired because they were legitimately good singers.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I We should listen to something else of theirs because I'm, I'm interested to know what they sounded like apart from this movie where they were going for a very specific sound and mm-hmm. all of that.
0: Anyways, the crows help him overcome his fear and he actually flies and they decide to incorporate this into the big... Number or big scene that these Stupid clowns, clowns thought up of.
1: Where instead of having a shorter burning building, which is maybe one or two stories high, have one that's like a zillion stories high with this baby elephant that's just going to fall out of this open window into a tank of water. Yeah, what could go wrong? Animal Abuse 101. Yeah. But, of course, it's supposed to be all right. They don't realize that Dumbo can fly. But he's up there in his makeup with his tiny little feather in his trunk. Like an innocent little two-year-old or whatever, even though he's not even two. I mean, really, Dumbo is...
0: He's probably like two weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A pawn in the hands of evil. (laughs) Or ignorance, whichever you prefer. Only as he's falling, the feather comes out of his trunk. Mm Mm-hmm. And... He is starting to panic. Thankfully, the mouse helps him to get it together because he's actually falling with him.
0: Mm -hmm. He tells him he doesn't need the feather. He can fly without it.
1: You know, before he dies, thankfully, this was communicated. (laughs) And then he starts flying around the stadium and it's amazing. And next thing you know, he actually is a star and Mrs. Jumbo is released and they have their own special car on the train. I think it's more open air or something.
0: Yeah, it's like a luxury car or something.
1: Yeah, all the other biddies are off in their own (laughs) car. Which, yeah, technically they should be free, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thought. But (laughs) it's it's a very upbeat ending because Dumbo isn't even in the car right away. He's up flying and then he lands in there with his mother.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So he's kind of free to do somewhat what he wants.
0: Yeah. It's a happy ending if you don't think about the fact that he still has to work at the circus for the rest of his life.
1: (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. No. Elephants are amazing.
0: Even the ones that don't fly.
1: Especially the ones that don't fly.
0: (laughs) Which is all elephants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. This is not a nature program. This is 1940s kitsch. Yeah, not not a, I'm not a fan of circuses. Past or present. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's another reason to be like, okay, that was a thing.
0: Yeah. This as a whole, the movie's just kind of a weird little blip in the Disney timeline. It's kind not of. it's not extremely memorable. It doesn't hold up with, with Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and...
1: If you think about it for that generation, it was probably far more memorable because their parents or grandparents would have grown up with real deal circuses. Those Mm -hmm. kids might have been to a circus that actually fit along those lines. And maybe they had actual happy memories instead of just being kind of weirded out, disturbed by the whole vibe of the circus
0: Probably. So
1: they probably had a very different perspective. It was probably seen as this happy, colourful, exciting thing rather than what it actually was. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. I guess that is what it is. But so on that happy note <laughs> if you want to watch demo, fine. If you don't, fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's about the best recommendation we can make for it, I guess.
1: There are other, like, I, I think the 40s are so interesting, but this is not one where I'd be like, yeah, this is a taste of the 40s. Just go check it out. I'm just...
0: Yeah, if you want a cute animal film from the 40s, I prefer what we'll be doing next time, which is Bambi.
1: Oh. <laughs> Bambi. <laughs> better read the book real quick so we have some extra (laughs) reference point it'll be exactly like the disney movie Uh (laughs) uh no
0: i actually
1: i would i would be very interested in the passage in the book where there's apparently a leaf on the tree talking about mortality
0: i should see if i can find my copy of the book i know i've got one somewhere but i don't know where it is
1: I might actually like the book, I probably shouldn't, but who knows?
0: well, maybe by the time we record that one, <laughs> we can talk more about the book.
1: <laughs> oh yes, that that'll be an interesting conversation, okay, well, here's to the happy little circus movie, I guess. <laughs> Dumbo is adorable, yes, yes, Dumbo's... and exploited,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
1: For... Mrs. Mrs. Jumbo is fabulous. She's a wonderful mother figure.
0: Yeah. For every con, there is a pro, but for every pro, there is a con. So you can go back and forth. <laughs>
1: and I, in the end, I just don't feel like it's a really feel-good movie.
0: No, not really.
1: I mean, yeah, it has a happy ending. And I think maybe it would have actually made a difference if these characters had names and maybe something was more developed... Or maybe it could be, you know, wouldn't it have been cool if they'd actually ended it where the elephants had more freedom? But how do you even end it that way?
0: Well, the Tim Burton one did, but it was really weird.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that we can say much more. <laughs> if, you, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I guess... We'll see you next time for Bambi. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Disney Movie Marathon. Like I said, I'll be covering the live-action remake with Rachel Wagner in the next episode, so be sure to come back for more of the Disney Movie Marathon on the iHeart Podcast.